Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith, and actually a very special guest. I'm looking at him right now, and I'm going to introduce you in a second. Now, before we do get into this, I should say that the recording format's a little bit different today. We're sat in the studio of DMSQD, which is a studio that I co-run with some very, very good friends of mine, and is a little echoey. It's a little different in terms of recording, so I'm hoping you guys are going to enjoy this one. With me today is someone who is an extremely good friend, almost like a brother. I do see him every single day. I see you every day, don't I? Just about. Just about. And uh, we have the ups and the downs of running a design and digital agency together. And today, we're going to define the problem of what happens, frankly, when the shit hits the fan. When it all goes wrong, how do you get back from that? And more importantly, how do you learn from that? And how do you embrace humility to make yourself into a better person? So with me today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show, Mr. Daniel Moore. Yo. Hello. Hello. It's a really English podcast this today. It's a real northern broad Yeah, it's, a nor- it's like a really big bouncy one. This is Dan's first podcast, isn't it? It is. Yes. First interview. First interview ever. Welcome. Sober, at least. But uh, we've all seen those videos. That's me, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Remember that, the We Are Bouncy one? At Christmas. At Christmas. Yeah. If you want to see something funny and look at me and my youth listeners, just Google We Are Barnsley Christmas, like 19-something or other. It was, it, was more the, it was more the Photoshop <laughs> shop stuff that followed it after that. Was it was a bad time. And that was before all of this fine business talk. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. So, Dan, I know you. I see you every single day. Tell the listeners, what do you do and who are you? I am Dan. Obviously, as we've stated before, uh, and like Mark said, a, a, a co-founder of uh, DMSQD. My day-to-day uh, running, other than being a bit of a parent over the uh, staff members, is just ensuring that all the projects that we've got on uh, run as smooth as you like. I like that idea, being a parent to all the staff members. You know, oh, the, look uh, after them, aren't we? Yeah, you got to look after people, and uh, that's a big thing, actually. And Dan's actually technical director at DMSQD, so you do all the... Uh, well, you're responsible for all of the tech stuff that goes on the apps, the websites, the e-commerce sites, and all the, the cool software portals and so on. Aren't you? you oversee all that stuff. That's right, yeah. But we are, so but quite... It's, a- uh, it all lands on me if things appear wrong. <laughs> Which might explain the subject matter of what happens. Just a bit. <laughs> How to learn from it if things do go wrong. But it's an interesting one. So when, it's a bit of an odd one, actually, guys. What I'll, I'll do is just frame how this conversation came about. I've been wanting to talk to Dan on the show for a while. And being honest, we didn't know what to talk about, did we? We didn't know what actually. It's weird because you think you're running your own business day in, day out, but you can't quite extrapolate from that what you actually do and how to distill that into something that you can talk about. So what brought you to talk about this idea of if the shit is the fan, things go wrong? What brought that about? Um, well, it's just a, a variety of different experiences that we have day to day. Like you said, we all, we've always struggled on something specific to talk about because as business owners, we do that many different things. We wear that many different hats. Um, and there's a few things going off with personal projects and then a few reminiscent stories that I've had with a couple of friends and then things that have come to light and things that I've actually made a focus on recently that's made me just think, well, let's do this one. 
It makes sense as well because we all make a mess of things. We all, you'll notice as well, by the way, listeners, I have a, we both have like a really Barnsley accent today. If you listen to the other shows, it's really like, hello, I'm Mark from England. And today it's uh, normal. Yeah, it's, today it's normal. But you're right, we do make, we all make mistakes and things in varying degrees of severity so sometimes it's a tiny thing that doesn't really matter but you know yourself you've done something wrong and sometimes you don't necessarily address it and sometimes you met these big cataclysmic cock-ups don't you we've all been there and done that and do you personally how do you deal with those things do you separate them is there a distinction or do you personally have this kind of barometer inside that makes you think well I just I'm going to deal with problems in a specific way no matter the size of the problem well that's the case now excuse me um as no doubt you'll be aware in past times it's been one of those well something's gone wrong and you just end up literally just going into a hole depending on how little or small small or large that the problem is Uh, and it can uh, it can eat you up really Um, so my sort of focus over the last I don't know quite a few months maybe 12 months has been on just shifting that around and putting a positive spin on it. So yes, like you said, things are going to go wrong. Uh, it's inevitable with everything really. But that, the important fact is not what went wrong. It's, it is, well, what you did after and how you can stop that happening again and improving on what you do each time following on a, an issue and just being positive, not only for yourself, which will help you going forwards, but if you're giving a positive output for the people around you as well. That's one thing I really struggle with that. Like, you know what I'm like, if there's something going wrong, everyone knows about it. Like I'm a, my eyebrows, you've got naturally frowny eyebrows. Anyway, I'll post a picture of Dan on the site in the show notes and you'll see Dan's got naturally frowny eyebrows. And But with me, it's painted all over my face. Like if something's wrong, or if I come in in a bad mood, like everyone knows it, which is really bad. And that's something that I have to work on. And I know it's something that you work on as well. Yeah, well, it, we work in an open environment. Exactly. And when things are going wrong, it, it's very easy for the people around you to sense that. Um, you know, it, it's it's almost like Pete the dog. Um, I've got a giant dog called Pete that obviously you know, Dan, and the listeners probably seen on, on Instagram. Giant. Giant dog. And he um, he's... He knows, he's the same. He knows if you're coming in a bad mood, he's like, ooh, I'm going to go upstairs. I've got one of the things, it's called a Jody. It's called a Jody. That's, that's Dan's fiance. Does she go upstairs and leave you to your Xbox? No, she shouts at me for being in the mood. <laughs> Pisses me off even more. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. But when you're in that working environment, especially if you're the, the owner of the business, and particularly... If you're the owner of a business like we are, where you don't necessarily, or you didn't necessarily set out to be a manager of people, you can sometimes come in when the shit's hitting the fan, when things are going wrong, and completely act as you would have acted if it was just you as a solo artist. And, and that's where this kind of stuff becomes important because you've got to remain positive because you've got people who are working for you and you need to give them that attitude that everything's all right, can be sorted and you just need to control it and just be adult about it and professional. I think as well, it's, it's really key to remember that it's... If things go wrong, whether it's a client problem or whether it's an internal problem, someone's made a mistake, how you mention they're dealing with it, so saying something has gone wrong, is completely different to not acknowledging the fact that something's gone wrong, yeah. isn't it? You've got to, you do have to address that. How have, you, how have you developed in that way over the last, what is it, 12 months? I would say so, yeah. I mean, it's obviously <clears throat> the most important thing is to recognise when something's not going to plan before 
anybody outside of our environment sees it. That's a good point. Um, because obviously when we're in the public eye, then that's when it's a lot worse. Um, but obviously internally seeing imperfections is obviously not something you need to be impressed about. But regardless of who did it, it's fixing an issue going forwards. Um, I've actually forgotten the question. <laughs> well, that's all right. I think I've forgotten the question as well. But one of the, the things that sprung to mind halfway through what you were saying there is it's like, we see it all the time with, um, let's say, for example, do you remember the O2 debacle when everything was just going wrong with O2? Um, I don't know, maybe a year ago, 18 that network months outage. Thing. Yeah, there was like a massive network outage and it was it was bad. And they just yeah. fronted it, didn't they? they just, On the social media stuff. Yeah, they yeah. just completely fronted it. But... It leads me to, to, to frame the image in my mind of the old swan that's on the on the lake and everything looks fine and the swan's pretty chilled out, but under the, the surface, like the legs are paddling like mad. And that's what it's like being in this kind of business. Been in any kind of business, things can be going absolutely crazy and you can be under immense, immense amounts of pressure. But you're right, if you deal with it properly and your demeanor's right and your personality's right for it and you've learned how to deal with it, actually front facing, front of house, the people that you're serving. Don't Prob- see anything. Yeah, they probably don't see anything, do they? And are you saying that's, you've, people kind of have to do that with the team members as well, so they've got to put... Definitely, yeah. Um, we've had a few projects, obviously, in the past where we've had to alter things around at sort of the, the la- very last second. But it's that pulling together as a team where you turn something that's a bit of a mountain and you bring that back down into a molehill and you can just sort of iron that out relatively quickly. Um, and then nobody else sees whatever's been this monumental problem that you've had. Um, but in that getting that sort of working mentality starts from sort of our level, and we have to sort of filter that down and get everybody in the same sort of mindset. I think um, just to kind of skip that back a bit as well. I think the if we like look at the journey that we've all been on, particularly all the co-founders of, of DMSQD, for people that don't know, DMSQD is um, it's run by five directors. So myself, Dan, uh, Kai, who's a creative director, Mark, who's visual arts director, who's basically photography and video production, and Don, who's production director, deals with all the print work. And one of the things that I'm really curious about is when we first started out, and I think when any first any business first starts out, you don't set out to anticipate the problems, do you? You just deal with the positives and it's all exciting. And the first time something does crop up that's a problem, your natural reaction is to do one of two things. You don't necessarily think about customer service when you're, especially a designer or a developer, you just think, did I do that? Is it my fault? <laughs> and depending on the answer to that question, either where do I pass it back to or how do I fix it? And I think one of the big things from what everything that you're saying is it's got to be about learning from what you're doing and making sure that the people that are actually paying for your time get the service they deserve. Is that exactly, a yeah. fair assumption? That's bang on really, yeah. Sweet, I like it. How did you realise, and this is a bit of a curveball, <laughs> how did you realise that this would be a problem for you? And you would have, so 12 months ago, that you had to develop these skills in yourself? Um, it was on a project. <laughs> oh. not, there's, there's no names. <laughs> um, but it was... It was, there was it, um, I can't remember the specific, what specific one it was, um, but I do remember being eaten up about it because 
in this particular instance, it was my fault. And I remember just being in a foul mood as soon as as soon as it happened, and it, or something got mentioned. I was like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm staring at this missile straight in front of me." And I remember just re- feeling really bad, <laughs> like just really down and out, um, instant, instantly miserable uh, in work and then at home because you been not only been at the we've got an alarm <laughs> not only causing the, the error but not being able to forget about it as well obviously everything's sort of on your chest when it's your own uh in your own company so i remember just thinking what what what's what's gonna happen now what what am i gonna do and thinking that i needed to know instantly and because i'm fretting about it you could you you lose your judgment it gets cloudy and you're just thinking what how can i react how can i do this how can i do that rather than just taking that breath and thinking it's all right i can deal with this tomorrow or whatever i mean we're not fighter pilots we ain't just going to react instantly we can take that extra breath or two or do something and just clear your mind and refocus with clarity the day after or whenever it is. I think that's a good, a really good point because I'm really, when I was younger, I used to be notoriously bad for it. I was like the classic, and I still do it to a degree now, probably more than I should do. I'm like the classic listen to reply guy rather than listen to listen. And that's something that I think everyone needs to work on a bit more. But in that instance, it's a similar mindset. You... Your, your first reaction is to react yeah. it's not to think or to step away and I think a lot of that comes from self-confidence as well I know when when I've ever had the problem it's very much around it's like, it's like a self-esteem problem like how can I have cocked up so I've got to do everything I can to fix it really really yeah. quickly because otherwise people are going to think really bad of me rather than saying to myself what about if I just wait overnight like the world's not ending and these people will understand if I take a night to get back to them but you don't do you just think to yourself I need to get this sorted yeah I mean it's not it's that instant fix and then you're angry and then there's something else you're thinking why have I done that and you, you're going back in time to think that I remember when that happened this happened and it's all led to this one point now and it's just like Ugh. it's difficult to, to find the humility to get over that as well because yeah. there's, there's two branches of the humility there's one your own internal humility that you have to say you know I messed up this is my cock up and what can I do about it to help the people that I've who have been affected by my mess up you know how can I help them that's not always the first reaction but the second piece of the humility is the people immediately around you it's always like a saving face thing for me it's always a oh I don't want to admit to these people I see every single day that I've made a mess of this because are they going to think less of me are they going to think I'm shouldn't be doing the job that I'm doing in a small business everything hinges on the people that are inside it there's no room for slack yeah so it's are they going to feel that I can't do the job it's a really tough thing to get around it is and I think it's it's easy to forget all the good stuff that's happened and all the things that have been done well and the fact that everybody else sees that as well so it's getting over the fact that you do one wrong thing and that's not the end of your life it's well let's let's all come together and sort it out because end of the day everybody that we've got in or everybody that you're really going to work with are going to know you well and know that you're good at doing whatever you're doing well I think that that's one of the other big things to consider is that this time next week it's not going to look as bad as it did today and no. this time in two weeks time you're going to look back and think wow there was hardly anything wrong there it was just this yeah mountain well, that tends to be the case but it, when there's a bump 
and you're when you push for time or at something at the very end that bump instantly becomes a wall in front of you that you can't climb over or it seems to be it's a seemingly large wall do you think it's and I'm saying this from my own experience do you think it's tough to ask for help in that kind of situation um yes because you think of you always think that I'm good at what I do what I should be able to do it and again back to what we said a few minutes ago what will other people think if you're asking for help on something exactly people look up to you for doing mm. that's a really good point and uh, I'm going to digress for two reasons for one sec there's an alarm when we set this recording up we knew something would happen and sure enough somewhere in the wilderness there's an alarm the quietest least echoey room in the building <laughs> and, there's, and an there's an alarm going off and as we said that it's gone do you think that was Ed's car because it's just gone Listeners, it's Ed. I apologise. You can maybe send him a little Twitter message. Do a search for Ed Townend, or is it Edward Townend, on Twitter. Tell him about his alarm. He needs to get it fixed. It's an old Saab. And uh, the second thing, digression, how was your blackcurrant tea? It was blackcurrant. Was it not? Rosehip. Rosehip. We're experimenting with new tea. Anyone that's uh, listened to any of the... Some of, well, actually, some of the upcoming podcasts, um, you'll know that on one of them I was recording, I was hallucinating off seven cups of green tea. Um, well, I wasn't hallucinating, but I couldn't get my words out. Um, so why have you started drinking it at work? Well, it's just... It's supposed to be good for you. So I'm just experimenting with it. But anyway, that's something I've got to get over. Maybe the shit will hit the fan with that and I'll not be able to get my words out. So anyway, yeah, sorry about the alarm, guys. And Dan enjoyed his rosehip tea. So let's bring it back into the centre then. So when something goes wrong, let's talk about actual ways that you specifically deal with it. And we're going to get some actionable tips later about how you guys can deal with it. But Dan, as, as you, in your own mind, if something goes wrong, what is your new process, if at all you have one? Well, it's not smash things over. Definitely <laughs> not that. Um, it's, it, depending on what we've got in front of us, it's often easy, or I find it easy to write things down. Whether it's, whether it's a web project and it needs mapping out again, whether drawing something out, notes, chatting through with yourself or Kai or one of the directors or anybody who's involved with the project at our sort of level. I always find it easier to use somebody as a bit of a soundboard um, or and talk on the flying right and draw and things like that or do that sort of thing first and then throw it at somebody. So it's, it's the, the thing that I take from that is it's all right to go back and say, well, I can't quite identify where this has gone wrong. So if I go back to the beginning and kind of go through the process again. Yeah, because you know the events that happened to lead you to where you got to. Mm. So one of those events has gone mm. to the left side, which were left's bad in this interview, less bad. Um, so you tracking that back, you, sh- you sh- well, you will be able to, not sure, you will be able to identify what went wrong when. And the good thing, I mean, that, that's what this interview is all about, really. The session is getting over the idea that when the shit's hit the fan, you can't do anything else. And actually, the problem is that we're all not very humble. We all try and take it on ourselves. We all, at times, try and pass the book, uh, pass the book even. Um, and what you're saying there is that actually, if you go back, you can usually trace it back. And I would, I would argue that the thing that normally is the catalyst for it going wrong is typically quite small, but you probably don't notice it at the time. So it will be a slight deviation. It's the old, you know, you start out one degree apart and you end up 5,000 yeah. miles apart. Well, that, that's the case for, well, I can only imagine most small businesses, everything's running 
quick. Yeah, that's it's a good always point. a high pace, so it is incredibly easy to see something and think, "Yeah, that's fine." And then as that snowball keeps rolling, it's getting bigger and bigger, seemingly. Mm. Um, in some cases um, and then obviously you can track back to that do you think it's tough to and we, we did kind of touch on this do you think it's tough to find that humility and work through those kind of problems when it is you that's, that feels like you've messed up and perhaps we've all taken the confidence here we've all sort of had to sit back and say well what's gone wrong here is it more difficult to work with people who are for want of a better word working for you you know that's not a nice term to use I don't like using that but the people that look up to you and is there any is there any slight differences in how you deal with it with those guys than perhaps with co-directors um <laughs> I would say so, yeah, um, because ordinarily, well, depending on how it would work, either there'd be the soundboarding or just chat through with somebody of the director level, or if it's something that's happened, say, do maybe say my direction to a staff member, we'll then sort of do the same sort of process, but we'll just bring it back and just chat through the intricate details not as not necessarily as much I wouldn't bring myself down as much I'd try and like it's the remaining positive thing you can you can almost be you can let your guard down a bit more with somebody at a director level obviously it's quite we, we're quite fortunate in being very good friends so well, there's well well co-workers <laughs> colleagues at best yeah <laughs> so we've got we've got that that, that, that good bond where we can throw mm. anything about and obviously like I mentioned earlier that positivity around everybody who's in this room with it matters so it's about bringing it back not not bringing it really down mm. like yes we've got an issue Let, how can we track back so this is going to be fixed and bring them in on it obviously you're working on a project together mm. so involved with the good involved with the bad well I think that's like a massive lesson that we've all learned and again specifically when we were quite a young business and quite young people as well still I'm still young Mark's Dan's old. still young it's his birthday next week as we record this so uh, week ev- today everyone give him a little little uh, a little birthday wish on Twitter at Daniel underscore more M-A-W don't forget that so uh, happy birthday Dan <laughs> but I think if you are quite a young business quite young people it's difficult to Without meaning to, it's difficult not to pass the blame, even if you don't intend to. Well, nobody, nobody wants that black mark. No, exactly. And you can. It's not a black mark. You can, you can, That's the thing to remember. Exactly, it's not a black mark, but you can make people feel really bad by accident. And I'm, I was terrible for it in the past. And you, you got to learn to kind of deliver the, the feedback in a more constructive way, which sounds really rudimentary. And everyone listening out there is thinking, of course, that's obvious, but. Even what you think might be a, a fairly constructive, well-mannered way, you still might be phrasing things in, in a very, you know, hammer-on-the-head kind of manner. And I think that's a really tough thing to do. Yeah, and I, I think there's a bit of a sidetrack to that. There's, we're talking about something that you directly may have done wrong, but in a project, on a project, you've got multiple people working at different stages. So there may be something that's been that's created an issue very early on where you've not necessarily been involved a web project for example um, sort of the early planning and sort of designing something like that's caused an issue during development and for example I may be working with one of our developers 
but we've had to fix a problem caused by somebody else on the fly or together. And there's no real reason at that moment in time to bring somebody else mm. down when they're doing something else. But you can speak to them afterwards and sort it out that way rather than just argue. you. Yeah, look what you've done. <laughs> but That's a, the bottom, sorry to go no, into no. the air, but if you can show how it's been fixed to somebody else who's not involved at the time, Obviously, you're allowing them to learn something for the future as well. Well, that, that's kind of where I was going with the next point, actually, because it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the timing of the feedback. So if, it, if the shit's hit the fan and it's not necessarily falling on you, or if it's not you that, for want of a better word, has caused that, I really like that idea of when do you deliver the feedback? So it's not necessarily, like we talked about this big cloud coming over you when something goes wrong and you're instantly just in a bad mood and, you know, we all get to that and your instant reaction then is to just go, oh, you've done it wrong. Balboa, yeah. yeah just literally go full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Get it all wrong. And that just, like you said, that brings everyone down. We've all done that. It's, it's, I was terrible for it when I was younger. And you bring up a really good point about well can we phrase that differently do we have to do it now can we do it on the next project and just say it might not even be a listen on the last time we, we did this this was slightly wrong it might just be look this is how we do things now this is how we got that to this yeah because of this yeah and it's not even feedback there's, from a, there's no real any derogatory words mentioned or you did this wrong or anything it's just saying this evolved into this yeah what about if we try it like this and as you say I think that's a really good point because you mentioned this breakneck pace that we're all working in, especially as a small business. It really is. It's just hard because you, you're working all the time and you're just struggling to get things done and everyone's pulling you in different directions. And when you find yourself becoming the manager of people as well, on top of all your own stuff, it's, in, it's easy to instantly react and just say, listen, this has all gone wrong. This is it. This is my day ruined. And you, you don't necessarily learn from that. You don't take anything away from that. Well, no, because you're just miserable. Yeah. No one wants to be miserable. No. no. That's a good point. So that is a good place to segue in to the actionable tips section. So if someone kind of wants to go in this journey that you've been on, so they, they know that they're perhaps not dealing with when things do go wrong, they're not dealing with things very, very well, and they perhaps want to get better at that. What three things can they do to help themselves in that process? I don't know if you number them, I'm going to number it. We can number it, let's do, number do you want to start with one? I'll, no, I'll start with two. We'll start with not two. Really, no, we'll go with two. <laughs> so obviously, like, obviously we've covered uh, in obviously in the last few, well, we've, we've covered it. Uh, it's obviously remember why it happened. Uh, but most importantly, remember what you did afterwards, because that's going to define where you're going. So why it happened and what you did afterwards. And, and just I'll add to that as well. Um, there's the old Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret book, which is, um, we. I, this is paraphrasing, it's terrible, but we become what we think about. And if you're constantly on the back foot with this sort of stuff, you're just going to become miserable. Because you said you get the red cloud, it's just, you're just feeling completely bad about the entire cock up. But if you define what went wrong and actually what you did immediately afterwards, you know how you felt and you know that you don't want to feel like that again. So there's something in that to allow you to be more positive with it. That That's a fair assumption, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Couldn't be any more to the point. I think I got that quote terribly wrong, but I'm sure it's out there. We'll stick it in the uh, in the show notes. Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. That's a great book. And I'm sure that the quote is something like we become what we think about. Super stuff. So we are numbering the tips then. Let's go. <laughs> Let's number them. So we'll do uh, actionable tip number two. Um, so absolutely no one gets it right first time. 
nothing well nothing is perfect and it never will be but then you've got to agree that that's the beauty of what we're trying to do um, it allows us to adapt react and improve in a constant cycle so you don't have to be perfect that's the key thing don't, don't. Make sure if you're perfect you'll do it once exactly exactly I like that and you, know, you, you, you that perfection holds people back and I don't know if any of you have checked out my Instagram or the Twitter feed recently but about three weeks ago four weeks ago you came out came out of the good quote which I stuck on old word swag and it was something like no one ever got anywhere being a Peter Perfect uh, you don't learn anything being a Peter Perfect that's it which I think is a brilliant quote and we'll get that in the show notes as well so you don't get anywhere being a Peter Perfect the problem is more, more importantly you didn't realise who Peter Perfect was yeah he's off wacky races yeah, he's I do know that now yeah it's always after Penelope pit stop did he ever get I got a hug he got a hug well that's alright he's not a Peter Perfect anyway is he in that case <laughs> brilliant and the third and final actionable tip let's go for that one sir uh, write things down draw things out or even go skydiving whatever outlet works for you it'll be get back on track with a new sense of urgency and clarity I like that one we went for a walk yesterday it was only a little walk wasn't it we walked round the garden it's not a garden it's a good old sized bit of land well it's a fair sized bit of land we had a little wander around and it, it allowed us to focus more clearly I always I read comics everyone knows that Dan reads a few comics as well I've uh, infected you with the comic bug yep. and I like to think of that as kind of changing channel Don always used to tell me I don't know if you know this actually but Don always used to say when I was struggling with a problem go and hit some golf balls or do whatever and I never got it I never understood why but I came back and solved the problem yeah. that was on top of me so it's just changing the channel isn't it really exactly it's that step back it's that it's that breath yeah it's that just you can see things from above and see what actually is the deal yeah I like that I think it's really important to do that and just to kind of backtrack just to touch to the beginning of that tap uh, that tap that tip must have beer on the mind tap it's a green tea <laughs> it's a green tea oh no not again the, the beginning of that tip what you mentioned was specifically write things down or draw things out so it's just really about figuring out well some way of articulating your thoughts if you can't articulate your thoughts well that's the thing because you can always beat yourself up inside but there's everything going there's all sorts going off inside your head and bits and bobs and just getting one getting one focal point so you can see it outright yeah it's a good point that because you often especially the, the problems that are really seemingly insurmountable so you know these big problems when you write them down and put them together you see them for what they are. Yeah, they're never that big. It's like the, the monster in the daylight, you know? It's just, it's never that big and bad. You just break it down step by step and you figure it out, like you said earlier. Yeah, and it's seeing what those what those problems are. And that's kind of led me on to one of the quotes that I like from Henry Ford. We all know Henry Ford, the guy who makes Fords. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, even a mistake may turn out to be one thing necessary to a worthwhile achievement. That's perfect. And it, that's like a really opportunistic, serendipitous kind of way of looking at things and saying this is a glass half full, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. I think as well, sometimes you get so busy with things, you forget that. You know, if you really think about it, you completely forget that we get to where we are because of those mistakes as well as all the successes. Yeah, definitely. It's really important to remember that. So we always do pull out the negatives and never, we never get the pats on the back that we more, more deserve more. And it's the small wins. There's always, definitely. you see it on Twitter all the time, you know, the little quotes that go on there, celebrate the small wins. No one ever does. You know, really the small wins, like we finished something a week before a deadline. 
you just move on to the next thing. You wouldn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. No, we don't do any acknowledgement of it, but seven weeks uh, seven weeks seven days early four or five days early win yeah exactly but if something's seven days late it's under the cosh what have I done yeah. wrong shot yeah. to the face absolutely shot onto the face bit harsh but yeah okay I need to get that back actually I've done so yes it's a great point that really good point and that is a really good place really good place to put a pin in that that means finish that's uh, that's my language for that so before we wrap up do you want to tell people where they can find you online Daniel he's done that on purpose what do you mean he's done that on purpose you know exactly why you can find me <laughs> on uh, fancy-dan.co.uk it's uh, well I've left it there just for the just for the shits, really. I thought you were going to say Twitter. No, no. So have a look at Fancy Dan. You can catch me on Twitter, Daniel underscore more, spelt M A W. Uh, I get plenty of ribbing for spelling my surname at work. So. <laughs> it's not more as in Michael Moore, is it? No, definitely not. You should check out Fancy Dan. Though. Fancy yeah, definitely. Dan. It's not what you're expecting. It's a great, great site. And Daniel underscore more on Twitter. Super stuff. Thanks, buddy. It's bang on. Yeah. Cheers. Awesome stuff. Another brew. Another brew. Yeah. Some more rose hip. That's super. I love it. It's not bad actually. That green tea, you know. You did say we were going to have a beer. So. Should, I know, but we didn't get any beer. No. I feel bad about that. Maybe next time. And as ever, thank you all for listening. We're going to put everything in the show notes. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the more relaxed podcast interview style. We are sat around the table in DMSQD. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, this actually. I've enjoyed that. So cheers, man. It's been good. That's all good. Cheers. It's been sweet. We're going to get all the show notes up at excellence-expected.com and all of the links, the super quote from Dan himself, and of course, a link to fancy-dan.co.uk will be in the show notes. You really should check that out. It's a cracking website. And whilst you're over, at excellence-expected.com do not forget that we have a complete resource library over there for you including somewhere where you can grab your free copy of the essential 14 day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact so go take a look you'll probably like it and until next time don't forget the more you expect from yourself the more you will excel adios